Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everyone. Chuck Bonniewell, Julie Hayden, the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, two straight up. <laughs> That's right. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, advanced acupuncture and Chinese medicine. This is just water. Our son Rev loves drinking. These are the at the Kobe go to that. This is the new water coolers. But Rev, it, it makes him feel like he's drinking a Coors Light. Well, so it, 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 it looks the like Coors family belongs to the club, so they make it for the club. It is kind of cool, but Rev feels like he's drinking a beer, so he always says, Mom, can you get me a beer? But anyway, that's what Chuck is drinking. That's what I'm drinking. Hey, so... Um, I'm really drinking a beer, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, today, it's, it's no guest today, so when we can kind of have... There's some things we want to talk about, but feel free, if there's something you guys want to talk about, to just go ahead and bring it up as well. Um, if you're joining us on Zoom, you can always just unmute yourself and hop in. If you want a phone call, 888-627-6008, and you can talk to Thomas and then to us, 888 888- So we wanted to talk a little bit about Chuck got a letter from prominent Republicans, prominent Republicans, guys, prominent Republicans um, who hate Lauren Boebert, who is the congressional representative in CD3. Um, And Chuck, why don't you talk about this, these prominent Republicans? Well, well, I I really kind of the the name for this particular show is an article in town hall say, why the the uh, Republican Party hates this base? Why its leaders hate this base? Or why does the Republican Party suck? <laughs> um, and and this letter from Jeff Rudd, uh, Jeff Heard Heard Jeff Heard is a Republican Heard H U R D who is a uh, Grand Junction lawyer is mounting a challenge, a primary challenge to Lauren Boebert in CD three because we're in danger of losing that seat. She only won it by a couple hundred. Uh, because the establishment Republicans do not care if Republicans lose as long as grassroots people are allowed to be elected to office. Um, it's an amazing thing. It's true all the way through. Uh, they don't care about doing it. And this will hurt if she gets through the primary. Um, it'll hurt her against the, uh, who's running against her, the repeat of the one. Adam they, Frisch. Adam Frisch. He was a crooked uh, Aspen County City Councilman who took bribes in the form of blackmail, uh, because he was having a paramour go to a storage, storage unit. unit and have sex. But Lauren Boebert... As one does. Yes, yeah, Lauren Boebert got a little frisky. We must get rid of her for the, for the right of the party. So here's the thing. So there was a story in the Aspen Times, too. And again, the headline was prominent Republicans. Now, these were prominent Republicans back in the, you know, I don't know, caveman era. Right. These are dinosaur uniparty people. Here are some of the prominent Republicans who are donating to this Jeff Hurd's campaign. John Southers, prominent Republican. Actually, he is the mayor of Colorado Springs. Was the mayor of Colorado Springs and, and now is nothing. Prominent rhino. Hank Brown. Who's eight hundred years old? But, yeah, he's in his eighties. He was he was a senator, but also the university president of Northern Colorado. 
And on that same line, Bruce Benson, who I'm surprised that he was alive. I didn't even know he, he was. is. And uh, he, he was a Republican Party chair, 87 to 93, lost out in the governor's race in 94. And he was the president of CU. Right. Um, another one. Now, this guy, I don't know if he's prominent. He at least is younger than 100 years old. Chris Murray, the famous Chris Murray, who tried everything he could to screw the opt out, as well as all kinds of questionable things going on. in the. Pre- he was a lawyer for Christy Burton Brown and the previous and the party and, and the, the Colorado Republican Party gone now. But shortly after he left, he sent the new guys a bill for like seventeen, 40, yeah, yeah, $40,000. $40, like Dick Wadhams. I'm sure Dick Wadhams supports this. this but it, they, he even they named. know that Dick Wadhams endorsement would be home right so they put out this thing and 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 chuck we were talking about it and it's like number one first the media you know causing dan ritchie dan ritchie dan who's ritchie. also who knew he was still alive well and he's president was president of du so you got du cu university of colorado but one thing about all their presidencies they didn't stop change alter the left-wing direction of those universities they were no. just figurehead republicans do nothing republicans that could raise money um, and let the faculty radicalize the, the university. What's going on in university? So these yeah. guys are part of. So they're talking about. And, and now, when you talk to these people about what's wrong with Lauren Boebert, apparently the straw that broke the camel's back was the shenanigans at the theater. It's like, are you kidding me? Um, and Leo's saying, when you were sixteen, wouldn't you have? I mean, I think that if we were to prohibit anyone who had shenanigans in a dark place somewhere at some point in their life i don't well maybe these guys would be left to run they yeah, seem like kind of stick in the mud sticks right, in the mud right. you know well dan richie yeah, but the, the thing yeah. is that these guys they don't stand for anything nope. they don't care conservative for values conservative values Wait, so you talk i mean we were talking um before you know before the show you were talking about what why does the republican party suck when we have these kind of people keep trying to take it over again well because you know the republican party really died in 52 when when uh, Eisenhower uh, took the nomination away from Taft. Eisenhower was asked by both the Democrats and the Republicans to run. Uh, he ran as a Republican, but he didn't stand for anything. So for eight years, nothing. I mean, you know, it, no rolling back the New Deal, no smaller government, no anything. Um, and he was a nice enough president and, and a certainly a nice enough person, but bland as he could possibly be. Um, and since then, with the exception of Goldwater's run in 64, uh, which is my favorite time as a 12-year-old, and they booed Nelson Rockefeller, who my father was a bundler for, um, uh, and Reagan in 1980, um, we really haven't had, we've had just a series of incredibly awful Bland, yeah. nothing people. What about Paul Ryan, Chuck? Yeah, I forgot. Boehner, John Boehner, Boehner, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. I mean, all of these prominent the Bushes, Republicans. Uh, yeah. The McCain's, the uh, Bob Dole's. I mean, just go through the worthless list of people who stood for nothing. And they can say, I stand for conservative values, just like Mike Pence does. Uh, Mike Pence is, is out in Iowa with crowds of, of 12, 13 like literally, people. Like literally, literally 13 12, people. 12. And when you look at the picture, I suspect it was one of those like afternoons at the pizza shop. It was like a field trip for like a nursing home or a retirement home or something like that. Because the people Ill. were just kind of sitting there. They didn't seem to be paying attention. Um, and they all looked fairly old, I would say. I mean, you yeah, know. Sandra says, don't forget the Cheneys. Yes, the Cheneys. Well, we won't forget the Cheneys. We've got a wonderful clip. Of Liz Cheney, which will 
thrill you. That's right. Sandra, you must have been reading our minds. It's time. We'll just go straight to that since you mentioned it. Um, please, Thomas, play the Cheney soundbite. This is Liz Cheney with Jake Tapper on State of the Union over the weekend. We're going to see what, what happens. We're going to see how things unfold. I think Donald Trump is the single most dangerous threat we face. I would imagine that there will be a number of other candidates in the race. Um, would you be one of them? I think I'll tell you what I'm what I am definitely going to do. I'm going to spend the next uh, year between now and the election, certainly helping to elect serious people, helping to elect sane people um, to of, Congress. Of both parties? Yes. Uh, because I think that that we could well find ourselves in a situation, given what we know the Trump folks are doing in terms of attempting um, to question the results of the election, we don't want a situation where the election is thrown into the House of Representatives and Donald Trump has any possibility at all of prevailing under those circumstances. So we've got to elect people who believe in the Constitution and who take their responsibilities seriously to Congress. So I'm going to be spending a lot of time doing that in addition to other things. But you're not ruling out a presidential run? No, I'm not. Okay. And we'll see you when your book comes out. Thank you. I look forward to it. Oh, my God. I mean, you know what? I hope she runs. I hope she does run. And then we can, you know, we can. Oh, this is from Jim. Now he has to wash the BS off of his iPad screen. I know. Sorry. Sorry, guys. You probably can't unhear that, can you? But it's like, who are these people, these dinosaurs, these prominent Republicans? And they don't stand for anything. All they stand for is enriching themselves. And here's why. I was at an event over the weekend. Laurel Eimer um, is announcing she's running for the RNC committee woman from Colorado. And one of the things I said is, this is our time. The grassroots, they're not just growing. The grassroots are taking over things. And and Donald Trump, all of these people forget, Donald Trump didn't start it. Donald Trump became the face of things that people were already feeling. And the more these prominent dinosaur Republicans try to boss us around, right, the more people start leaning toward Donald Trump because at least somebody cares. These people don't care about us. They just care about themselves. I mean, Liz Cheney. Why why does Liz Cheney think that everybody wants serious people? I mean, has she ever made a joke in her life? I mean, she's the ultimate serious person. I mean, always serious. And and she's going to spend the next year. Who's going to pay for that? Well, the Democrats will. They'll have her come in uh, and, and she'll, I can't imagine she's coming in for any Republicans because that would really hurt the Republicans. Well, she said for both parties. Right? Yeah, I know. Uh, I know, but well, I maybe... can't imagine that. I don't know. Maybe you know AOC wants. I don't think that's <laughs> going to go. Maybe Bernie Sanders. He's kind of old. Um, this is from Leo. Mike Pence must be on shrooms if he thinks he can get elected. Um, Jacob says they're not rhinos or dinosaurs. Exactly. Then Leo is saying, Jim, you can use a microcloth to clean the BS off of your computer. <laughs> They'll all be gone out of politics, like Feinstein. Well, it's these are people. I, I, you know, again, when if you wanted to talk to prominent Republicans in the state of Colorado right now, you would not go to the Republican nursing home and drag out Bruce Benson, Hank Brown. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then I think they all stay at the same place. Right, exactly. <laughs> then their lawyer, Chris Murray, who comes in and brings them cookies and a dog to pet or something like that. I mean, they those are not prominent Republicans anymore. If you were to go, and particularly you're trying to get the young people vote, 
and ask, I think your average Republican on the street, they would not know. They would not know. Who's a yeah. prominent Republican in Colorado? Oh, I don't know. Dave Williams, chair <laughs> of the state party. I'd call him prominent, right? Lauren Boebert's prominent. Lauren Boebert is prominent. I mean, I'll even give, I don't agree with him very much anymore, but Ken Buck is prominent, right? I mean, if you're- yeah, That's a bad example. But, but what I'm saying, though, is these are ancient people who- Ancient old people. Who, ancient old people who have been irrelevant, not just for years, but decades. Right. And the media still trots them out. And then the fundraisers still trot them out. Um, You know, and I don't know, they have some money, I guess, is why they get to be called prominent. But I mean, what they should have called them donor class Republicans. Well, those are not rich people. Well, no, but they can bundle. But But, but I think you're right, Chuck. I mean, it is all this. They are what's wrong with the Republican Party. Stand for nothing. Tell me. Tell me what Ken Buck stands for. Ken Buck. Ken Buck. Tell, tell me what Jeff Hurd stands for. He stands, and, and same as Lachine. I stand behind the Constitution. Oh, good. That right. tells us what to do. Right. Lord, like, well, and they keep dragging out this whole Trump election thing. The other thing I want to say to that is even Trump isn't talking about that anymore. It's like, get over it. Mm-hmm. Right. They keep trying to people don't care. Everybody else has I moved care. on. Well, I mean, you care. Election integrity matters. I don't mean that. But what I mean, though, is they're trying to make it a main election issue because what it is, is the people elected Donald Trump and they don't want the people to have any power. And if the voters actually can vote for who they want, which we'll get into something else going on about that in a little bit here too, but then, then that terrifies them because they know no one in their right mind would actually vote for Liz Cheney. Right. No one did. And why no one did. I mean, other the Democrats, no one did. Election, right? So they're the ones who are pushing, I guess, the 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 election issues. I mean, what she's saying, we have to get Democrats elected to the House so Donald Trump can't take over the House. I mean, what? Okay, Liz. Yeah, and again, never mind that Hillary Clinton, all of the Democrats who said that kind of stuff. So it's just ridiculous. But, but, but... The trouble, why the Republican Party sucks, okay, is is that you can have people who sound great. Uh, uh, Ken Buck. Used to sound great. Did he believe in it? No, he didn't believe in any of it. Um, because now he comes back and says, Liz Cheney, she voted for gun control in Congress. He said, Well, you have to be responsible, serious gun owners, and I don't, you know, you gotta go, what do you stand for, Lizzie Dizzy? No, um, well, and- making money. Right. I mean, she stands for making money and having power. Um, And so that, you know, newspapers that no one reads anymore will call her a prominent Republican. And they wonder why no one reads some of those newspapers anymore. But you're right. So then you get in people like Matt Gates. Now you read in political that we're trying to say Matt Gates is the ultimate rhino. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> it's like, even though they're like, even though he's hosting rhinos, he's actually rhino. the ultimate rhino. It's right. like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't stand, I think, that the grassroots is taking over. Um, and again, we got to be careful. They're, as we see with Lauren Boebert, they're not going to sit back and take no. it quietly, mm-hmm. right? And we have Republicans, oh, no, no, she she was frisky in a movie theater, as that. opposed to uh, her main uh, Democratic opponent. I mean, it's just... The, and, and they want to run. Why don't you run somebody against Doug Lamborn? I mean, he's worthless. Um, run somebody against Ken Buck. No, no, we want to run somebody against. Um, he's actually tried to accomplish something yeah, in Congress, right, right? right? I mean, right. again, if you're Doug Lamborn, it's you haven't tried to do anything, and so. I, I just think it's for years, like you said, the Republican Party sucks. The Republican Party, I think, is trying hard to not suck right. now. The current people, don't you think? Yes. Uh, well. The one thing that happens if Trump gives an endorsement from somebody, I'm for him. It's not that Trump is so wonderful. 
himself or that or that he picks perfect people because he's picked a lot of lousy people <laughs> for lots of lousy positions. Uh, but at least he, he's got a staff that are trying to say, is this going to go on an America first agenda or not? Um, and it's, you know, it's funny that one of the persons running the house is Tom Imer, who is the um, a, uh, majority or minority whip in the house. You mean Emmer. Emmer. Um, and Kevin McCarthy likes him. Yeah, he likes him. He's a, a prominent Republican. He's a prominent Republican. What was he behind the Soros yeah, project? Soros. Yeah. So there we go. Well, you know, we had Ted Trimpa came on and said, you got to have this Republican guy on your show uh, because he's for the accountability project, whatever it is, to make the proportional, make the electoral college irrelevant so Democrats would always win. And as a favor, said, sure, we'll have him on. And we had him on, a nice enough guy, but he was about as convincing as a wet sponge. you got to be kidding me. Those are the <laughs> dumbest ideas I've ever heard. Who you fed you them? The Republican. Yeah, I, I mean, how much? And they find out they did pay. They take all these legislators from Kansas and Nebraska down to the Caribbean for, you know, a two-week sojourn, and that was enough to make them... And that's what motivates these guys. And I think that what has happened is the country has, and under Biden, it's only escalated. The country has become so um, opposed to the middle class. If you're just the average person, we want your kids to have a good education. You want your kids to be called by he, she, you know what I mean? You want your kids to be able to actually do math. Um, You know, you want to watch something decent on TV at night. You want to like pay your taxes without IRS agents raiding your home at gunpoint. Or have the FBI decide that uh, they, they, Catholics are the dangerous group. Right, exactly. I mean, if you just kind of want to go out there and, you know, you want to have a restaurant in downtown Denver, but you can't because the homeless nonsense and crime there is driving you out of business and you complain about that, right? Then you're a problem. Then you're a potential terrorist. And the Democrats hate us, but the Republican establishment hates us, hates us just as much. And what they really hate is the fact that we're figuring that out i haven't figured it out right 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 and we we don't we don't need dan ritchie anymore we don't need hank brown they don't have to be presidents of universities doing nothing to change those universities but being a figurehead um figurehead republicans are tiresome and and you know they need to clear out the old age home (laughs) yeah really all right so here's for some comments this is from jacob the establishment democrats including hollywood are asking for their money back because of the anti-semitism yes although that may i think they're still all kind of schizophrenic or bipolar about that they can't tell um from sandra chris murray is a shareholder he's an attorney you're right sandra at the brownstein hyatt fiber shrek law firm um, Leo says Liz and a t- wants an attorney to go hunting with her. <laughs> Not a good idea. From Sandra, Bolbert's opponent, Adam Frisch, was frisky in a public storage unit. Exactly. Yeah, right. And then from Jacob, in my opinion, the Samantha Wall stabbing has nothing to do with anti-Semitism and people should back off to leave back off to leave a risk having egg in the media's face. Jacob, I don't feel free to jump in there. I don't know all that much about that. And it's from Sandra. And these coots were putting big bucks in their pockets. Don't forget the money. Well, that's what it all is about, right? And then, I mean, that's kind of my thinking that Ken Buck may be ready to get out because he's kind of thinking, well, I've made all the money I'm going to make here. So maybe it's- Okay, I'm, I'm here. Okay, um, go ahead. No, I think this, this, this Samantha Walls, the president of the uh, synagogue in uh, Detroit mm-hmm. that was stabbed to death. And they're all blaming anti-Semitism. And Talib is not saying anything because she's the uh, congresswoman from that district. But I think this has to do with the community thing. And there was somebody who went nuts within the synagogue that didn't like her. Something was going on in the synagogue that that that's why she was stabbed. 
has no, nothing but, to do with has nothing. Why, to do with no, why do you why do you think that? Uh, just the way everything the, the reports are coming out from the police department, it seems like there was somebody within the community that uh, that took action and uh, stabbed her. It was okay, so it was not anti okay, not anti semitism. There's no anti semitism. You remember? You remember? I told you like with um, Pelosi's husband. I said it, it right. had to be an inside thing. That's what I think that is here. Oh, and, uh, oh you know what? You know what? That's a good thing. That Pelosi husband thing that completely went away, didn't it? Uh, I forgot yeah. all about that. It's oh, that, that was, oh, that is that, that's gone. Yeah, <laughs> that's gone. <laughs> all right, well, yeah. you know, Jacob, you could be right, and and it brings a point. I mean, you know, that's why public trust in the media is at a historic zero. Oh, historic one thing. Low. What? Yeah, one thing I wanted to bring up a couple of weeks ago was the ADL was telling the NBC, you know, to cool it on the. Um, beating up on Israel after the attack and, you know, not to not to report against Israel. And the ADL has lost a lot of uh, because the ADL is under threat of losing a lot of uh, contributors. There was a case back in, I think, the 90s, this guy named Hinckley, and he was being bugged by Rabbi Rosenthal of the ADL in Colorado. You can you can Google it. And he did lose a twelve point five million dollar lawsuit, but he was using the ADL. He was using the ADL to to spy on this guy. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. And, well, the, the ADL has been a terrible organization for a long yeah. time. Like, and they become just sort of money raisers for their own yeah. personal yeah. pockets. Yeah, and they, yeah like, exactly. All right. Oh, okay. hey, Jake. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that. Thank Bye. you. Okay. Right. Bye. Well, and then I mean, kind of in light, along with that, you got to be careful. Um, like the New York Times is somewhat half-heartedly saying, oh, okay, maybe we shouldn't have gone with the head like Israel bombs <laughs> Gaza <laughs> Hospital and kills 500. It's like, you know, it's like maybe we shouldn't have said that. Uh, but we'll I mean, in terms uh, of, editor's uh, yeah, not a correction, a Hamas rocket misfires, falls into a parking lot, explodes and kills like 10, maybe 50 people were in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's far different, you know, but, but again, the media just went with that immediately quoting Hamas, right? I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you can make mistakes, but when Hamas calls you and says, you know, and then Israel, when Israel calls, they're like, well, we don't know. We have to verify this, right? We have to verify the Hunter Biden laptop and, and stuff like that. But but if, if Hamas were to tell us it was Hunter's laptop, we would have gone with it. Um, yeah, it, 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 the media, you know, we were talking about this. I, I'm going to digress briefly in terms of the complete lack of any ethics or integrity in sort of verifying stuff in the media anymore. I think it started... Years ago, when I was still at the TV station with um, Twitter and with um, some of the social media, because initially, this is going to sound crazy to you guys, there was an emphasis on getting the story right, Mm -hmm. right? Even if that meant you weren't first, right? I mean, that was a crazy concept. And sure enough, it went away. But with the evolution of social media and the ability to go live instantly, um, it became more important to get it first as opposed to get it right. And it was kind of like this attitude that like Twitter didn't really count as getting it wrong. Right, right. right. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you said, oh, 400 people died on Twitter and then 20 minutes later found out that actually no one died, you could just say, oh, OK, no one died now or not even say anything somehow or another. That, yeah, that didn't count. But the but since, you know, the newspaper articles, they put their stuff online so much, it sort of has. So there was some pressure there. Right. And I do know as a reporter, it was it could be hard sometimes because you would be hearing, you know, so and so was reporting this on their Twitter feed. And you're like, right. But I don't have that verified. It'd be like, so what? Mm -hmm. Right. And so then they would quote the other person. It was it was ridiculous. 
Um, but what's happened now, though, is that has evolved even further into at least then you felt kind of bad if you got it wrong. Right. And it wasn't intentional. Now it is much more intentional. Now it is if it fits the narrative that you want to push, you push it, whether it's right or wrong, whether you're making it up, even in some cases. Well, it right. To be, you know, it was in print and it would stay in print. Right. And so, you know, people could bring it up for long time. Now it's <laughs> online. You just you know, take it out. Right. <laughs> oh, hell, it's, it's, uh, right. Well, on this from Charlene, how do you know who and what to believe? Telegram has the most on the, on the ground reporting, as does Gab. Well, and Twitter has a ton of, of it too. And you're right, there's this rise of citizen journalism. And that you got to be careful too, right? I mean, when you look at, I was reading something again, and again, you're reading this, so who knows? But it was talking about the number of bots on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and and I'm sure on, on True Social and on Gab and on Getter and on all of those. And those bots are being created to push a narrative that somebody's paying for. Right. So there too, it's hard to figure out what's the truth is. Um, and then Leo says, if it was actually Israel that bombed the hospital, the hosp- the headline would have been, why did the missile not hit center mass and kill thousands? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they just, yeah. it's Yeah, and then, you, you you know, I think the Hollywood people are going back and forth. But anyway, that's that's a digression. But well, Hollywood to- people, there is a time when Hollywood people really did it. You know, oh, someone's said Paul Newman's for this. Who even cares? Really, yeah. you kind of go, who? Right, right. Well, what? So, anything more on um, why Republicans suck? Well, I just, I just think they stand for nothing. You stand for nothing. You're attracted to the Republican Party. You, you're the deputy. It's a politician. Well, even otherwise, I mean, you know, a lot of people are Republicans because eh, they don't know why. Um, and Trump changed all that. Trump said, "Well, are are you for national border? If you're not, then no, you're not really a Republican. Are you uh, for national economic policy where we have tariffs?" That makes your manufacturing jobs stay in the United States. No, you're not. You're for free markets. You go, oh yeah, yeah. sure. Um, and and it's a whole litany of things um, that, that really define a Republican. And I can promise you, uh, Mister Hurd does not represent anything. I looked at his website, and he goes, oh, I'm for the Constitution. Oh. <laughs> I'm for limited government. What does that mean by, by limited right, government? Right. That means send another 116 billion to Ukraine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Limited government. So, I mean, you know, I have no idea if this guy will succeed or not. But it's just he represents everything that stinks about the Republican Party. And we've got to go to to uh, uh, who contributed to a stinky campaign. Um, well, that was some of these names, Southers. Hank Brown. Well, they didn't, spent, oh, they didn't contribute a lot. Yeah. No, they're, they're not the money people. Kathleen Murdoch. <laughs> yeah, Kathleen Democrat, Murdoch. Democrat, Democrat, Fox, billionaire. Well, you know, and then kind of transition then, because I wanted to talk about, because you're not hearing a lot about this in the regular media. So talking about Republican sucking, several fake Republicans filed the lawsuit in Colorado trying to prohibit Trump from being on the battle, being on the ballot, being on the ballot. Um, which is a battle, I guess, but being on the ballot because he was an insurrectionist for the January 6th thing. Now, never mind that he hasn't been convicted of anything. Never mind that he's not actually even accused, I don't think, of being an insurrectionist, right? They're calling him an insurrectionist. So it's kind of like saying, Chuck, you should not be able to be on the ballot because you're a murderer. And you're well, like, it, well, no, I've never been accused of being a murderer. Like, well, the lawfare person who came up with that, says, hey, look at the 14th Amendment, says no insurrectionist. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We can keep... We can keep uh, Trump from the ballot. And so the judge has turned down. And judge Sarah Wallace, Polis appointed. Last year. In Denver. Mm-hmm. 
And so if you're a judge, you go, oh, this is great. I get to be famous. I get to, you know, have everybody talk about me and have my name and stuff. And I find against Trump, I'll become really famous. Well, and this yeah, will be great. Yeah, let's, let's just play this out for a second. Well, no, first I want to say, and thank goodness again for a real prominent Republican, Dave Williams, the state party chair, who has had the Colorado Republican Party join in. Is a it a friend of the court? No, yeah. not friend of the, they're, they're a party. They're a party. Oh, that's right. Saying, hey, we have standing and the judge. So, um, so the Denver judge who that that's just raise our hands. if we think she might be a Democrat. Um, it, it's basically said, no, she denied the motion. There's another one still pending, but this would go to, and it's kind of confusing because I'm not sure how the trial would work, but next Monday, yeah. right. This goes to yeah, court Monday. Okay. So that's just saying, what are the odds of a Denver Democrat judge having a lawsuit that's actually filed by people who claim to be Republicans, True. even they're not, even though it's actually funded by a very liberal organization, a organization, lawfare group, is what are the odds of her saying, you know, I just don't think this is right. I don't read the Constitution that way. I don't I think people should be able to vote for who they think should be president, not have a judge keep the person off the ballot. Right. I mean, that's, of course, she's going to say she's going to hold her thing. She's going to have her day in court. And then she's going to rule that Trump can't be on the ballot. Right. Um, or, or she'll say, well, Jenna Griswold could rule. And then Jenna Griswold will be like, Trump can't be on the ballot unless they think that Trump will win. But now uh, would lose. But now it's looking like he's going to win. So, of course, that's going to happen. And it's going to go up to the Supreme Court, I suppose. Right. Yeah. I'll go to Colorado Supreme Court and then and then to the U.S. Supreme Court because there are cases all around the country. Well, in many states, they've been thrown out. Yeah. yeah but but Colorado is a good pick for them because yeah. the Colorado, the Colorado. Every judge is not on senior status is appointed by a Democrat. That's right. And they don't. And again, they'll talk about the Constitution. They don't care. Right. No. Let me ask you this because you're the lawyer. It seems lawyer. you're the lawyer. It seems to me, though, that the appeal would come before the trial. Right. I mean, that they would have to appeal her. How? I mean, how? Because I mean, because no, you think it's going to go to trial Monday? Uh-huh. I expect it will. Why can't they appeal her decision to not to, to deny throwing it out? Why can't they appeal because that? That's called an interim ruling and so it's sometimes you're allowed to do it before the trial but most time you're not okay well let's she didn't say she wouldn't do it she just said let's have a trial on it right she said it's a matter which in its own way if it weren't so rigged if you weren't looking at everything they're doing around the country against Trump you might have some faith in it but I don't think does anyone even have faith in the judiciary anymore not really (laughs) well and that kind of ties in then so we'll keep following that just to let you know we'll keep you posted on that because it's not actually getting a whole lot of play we've got uh, Sherry Lakewood on line too Sherry welcome hi so kind of on your topic of Republicans and um, what they stand for. So going back to President Trump um, and kind of the times of today and why they so badly don't want him to be on that ballot and get elected, um, President Trump um, would not have supported the Ukraine right. um, Nazi war and we wouldn't have even thought of being involved with this it probably wouldn't have even happened the israel palestinian thing right um he had a 770 billion defense budget for the military he never started a war right Um, and he even said blessed are the peacemakers i'll be your peacemaker and i'm the only candidate who can make this promise to you i will prevent world war three and that is the problem and that what goes back to January 6th, because war is lots of money on tanks, aircraft, 
defense systems. It's a racket. Yeah. Yeah, and right. these agencies would get hurt. The military industrial complex, they're going to get, they're going to benefit or get hurt by who's in power. And yeah. putting him in power is not going to help them. And that's, um, one of the reasons they're doing everything in, you know, in their power that they don't want him in there. Exactly. Well, and these so-called prominent Republicans, right, who are battling all of that. You're right. I mean, they all stand to make money out of the whole thing in some way, shape or form also, which is why, which is why Republicans are against him. None of those Republicans you listed that are for Jeff Hurd are Trump supporters. None of them. No. They're not even close. Um, Because typically you have a son. Typically what I find is we really don't want to go kill each other. We yeah, kind yeah. of, we, we really aren't racist. We're really, it, it's kind of like, you want to be gay, go live your life, live it the way you want, leave us and leave our kids alone. But what I find is that they truly do not care about us, represent us, and even care what happens if our kids get killed or not. It just, and Going, I, I want to say something too. Um, I, at some point, I, I, I'll call and talk about Nazis. But okay. he said something that I thought was really interesting. He said by placing a man of Jewish origin, Zelensky, from a Jewish background at the helm of Ukraine, makes the whole situation disgusting. In that an ethnic Jew is whitewashing the glorification of Nazism and those who orchestrated the Jewish genocide in Ukraine, which caused the death of one and a half million people. The Azov Battalion is Nazi. Right. World War II Nazis. I mean, not from World War II, but it is that Nazi regime. regime. And even um, the guy who founded it, Okay, he made it mandatory for all his people to read and study the writings of Don Donsoy, Dimitro Donsoy, who was um, of the Nazi the Nazis. Um, and at some point, and I'm pretty sure Chuck definitely knows this because he used the word "mockingbird media," so I'm pretty sure he's familiar with Operation Paperclip. And at some point, we need to be talking, because we're talking about Israel and the Jewish people, but what about the fact that the United States intelligence program from 1945 till 59, 1,600 German scientists, engineers, and technicians were taken from the former Nazi Germany to the United States government and employed after the end of World War II. They were protected. They were given jobs for life. Some of the most critical parts of our U.S. government, like NASA and the U.S. intelligence, um, they were built by the Nazis of World War II that we brought over here. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Werner von Braun. Werner von Braun exactly. is prominent one. Um, but it is amazing that, that there is this whole Nazi element. To, to the Ukraine that fought We're against. We're not supposed to talk about that. Not supposed to talk about it. But it is it is bizarre that you have a Jew, ethnic Jewish person being the president of a country that at least part of it glorifies um, Nazis. And I'm oh. not sure how you be a 
modern Nazi. <laughs> hey, Sandra, listen, thank you for your call. As always, great perspective on that. I appreciate it. Um, and I, I suspect, thank you. And I suspect it once again, it all rolls back around down to money, right? There's a ton of people making a ton of money. And again, as Robert Spencer has explained to us, the, in Ukraine, the money comes to the United States, gets laundered through Ukraine, Ukraine and then back to people you know, like the Biden family, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, through Sam Bankman Freed, it goes into campaign donations and things like that. I mean, it's like, again, the Clintons wish they had thought of this. They could just skip the whole Clinton Foundation yeah, middleman. Right. Um, and, and so there's all of that going on. And again, it gets back to the main point. They don't care about us. Um, right. But th- what they do care about is that we're starting to make some noise and we're starting to have some influence and some power. Um, and they, they don't like that. So that, that's why we're terrorists now, right? And they have to come arrest us in our homes and the IRS raids us and the IRS needs guns, right? Just you never know. Well, and I'm sort of on that then too. I wanted to talk a little bit about, and again, feel free, you guys, just kind of, this is kind of an open mic kind of thing. So pop in if you want, if there's something else you want to talk about. But the whole Sidney Powell plea deal, I have to admit, um, I'm not really sure what to make of that. Um, you know, well, so- we had Sidney uh, Powell on our program, and uh, she, numerous times, numerous times, and she was representing uh, Michael Flynn in all his battles, and she seemed like pretty steady person, pretty reasonable. Um, and now you get the thing that she's just crazy, and she never was Trump's lawyer. I mean, being a Trump lawyer is not easy. <laughs> I mean, Cohen's in jail, right? That was. I would just go through the litany of people who've been destroyed because of, of representing Trump, including uh, Cohen, uh, Barr. Uh, he wasn't his personal lawyer, but, I mean, what a disaster he's been. Giuliani, he's had trouble. Our friend John Eastman has... has John, exactly, Sandra. Got, so it's, it's, well, see, they're, they're, they're attacking. I mean, they're, you know, I mean, there is an actual... What is the project? I forget it was. Six something. There was a project that, I mean, it is aimed at specifically targeting lawyers yeah, who represent right. Trump and, and America First people to try to make lawyers not do that, right? right? But I don't... But my point is, before we get into that, so is Sidney Paul, I guess just to be blunt, is she... Did she do the right thing? I mean, to me, I, I kind of think I get that. So they had charged her with numerous felonies. All BS. Um, all BS. And she pled guilty to some misdemeanors um, that actually the misdemeanors themselves didn't even have anything to do with Trump. Um, if she had gone to trial, it would have been expensive. She could have possibly gone to prison, could have been disbarred. So she took the plea deal and all of that went away in exchange for her testifying against Trump. Well, they made it humiliating for her. They made it. She had to write a letter of apology to people in Georgia. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. And so I have to say, I, I guess I just, I, I am one disappointed. I will tell you this. I, I, we, we, uh, I used to subscribe to her newsletter defending the Republican. I unsubscribed. Yeah. I'm like, you're not actually defending the Republican anymore. And I haven't seen anything anywhere that explains that this is some kind of tricky thing that she's going to actually help Trump, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people have kind of tried to spin it that way, no. but I don't think it is because we have seen how evil the Democrats are, right? And so they're going to tell Sidney Powell, you you saw Donald Trump say, I'm an insurrectionist, right? And she's going to be like, no. And they're like, oh, you're not upholding your end of the bargain. We're going to find you in contempt of court. I mean, the screws that we've seen them put on people, and I think they'll continue to put on her. So, you know, I mean, I guess, I, you know, I'm not in that situation. So, you know, save yourself. I can kind of understand that. But Well, but 
it sort of ruins your raison d'etre. I mean, you know. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, like I said, I, yeah, I mean, John Eastman stands by yeah. everything he said, right? And he'll be disbarred in the next few days, but, right. but he's, he's still a hero to all of us. But, right. And it's, he's also down there. He's one of the defendants in that case, too. It, well, yeah, she'll be testifying then against him. And so, uh, you know. Well, it just shows you what our legal system's like and those who get caught up in our legal system and how how it's really changed over time. Right. And I think what really changed it was the mafia because, you know, they'd kill witnesses. And so they, you know, they'd say, well, okay, we'll have RICO. We'll have all these things, that, that, which is what they're doing in Georgia. We get to convict everybody on a really low standard. Um, and it's really impossible almost to not to win a RICO case. So it's it's going to be... It's going to be interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, I just am afraid that I can understand where she did that and she's maybe hoping that they won't make her testify against Trump. But you know that, this is my read on this anyway, that the Trump people think it could be bad because in th- places like um, Gateway Pundit and other places that are kind of pro, not kind of, but are very pro-Trump things, they're, they're quoting Rudy Giuliani as saying, Sidney Powell was not part of our legal team. So they're they're doing everything they can to distance Sidney Powell and to discredit her going into it. I think they're going to try to make it sound like, look, we kicked her off the island early on because we thought she was a nutcase. And now anything she says against Trump is just going to be sour grapes. So that makes me think they're, they know that the Demo- that the Democrats, but the, the prosecutors slash Democrats are going to try to use Sidney Powell against Trump, don't you? Th- I mean, I'm sure they will. Who was who the, the uh, John Bonet family lawyer? Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood. Now, he was highly respected. He went and crazy. He's now, and now he's also in the loony farm. Um, you know, just amazing. If you represent Donald Trump. How things go well, I mean, and they had the, the other lawyer pled guilty, too. So she's racking up the plea bargains. And I know the conservative media are trying to put a positive spin on it, saying, well, this proves she didn't have a good felony case, which is probably true. She didn't have a good felony case. Right. But the fact that these people are pleading guilty, they are going to turn around and use them. Number one, it's a PR win for them. Sure. Right. It's a PR win for them. And number two, they are going to turn around and use it against Trump. And again, when you have a plea bargain and you agree to testify against somebody, you agree to testify truthfully. Well, who's determining what's truthful in this case? The, the prosecutors, prosecutors, right? So the prosecutors are going to say, I, I, again, I, I mean, I would call it perjury is what they're going to do. They're going to support perjury and say, if you don't say this, then you're going to be in contempt of court because you're not testifying truthfully. Yeah. Do you, I mean, I just don't think, and it is scary with the legal system because it is very difficult to wiggle out of it. I mean, you you can't really, right. you know, particularly because they're clever. They do these in jurisdictions where, you know, they're bound to win anyway. You have the judge and- Well, you have Fulton County, which is right. which is Atlanta um, and overwhelmingly Democrat. Um, you have a governor who hates Trump and does everything to prevent uh, the legislators from uh, removing uh, Fannie Willis. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a combination of the anti-Trump politicians along with along with Democrats. With the Democrats in the courts. Okay, some of the comments. So from Charlene, Leo, I understood Ukraine as laundromat and a way to weaken Russia from day one. The maiden revolution in 2014 was Western-sponsored. Zelensky and the cabal was bombing Russian people in Donbass for years and Putin had enough. Um, and then Leo says, yes, Charlene, it's just now our war. <laughs> exactly, and we're paying for it. Then Charlene um, says, Leo, I listened to Tom Luongo 
do I say his name right, Charlene? And Naked Hedge on podcast for geopolitics. So those are good. And then Leo said he meant to say not. It's just not our war. Mm-hmm. Well, Leo, both are correct. It is now our war and it's not our war, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, I think it's interesting. Oh, I know something else I wanted to talk about. I know you guys probably barely survived the weekend without a speaker of the house. Where is the speaker? We're in a, we're, 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 in, a crisis. Speaker. we're in a crisis. Yes, and, and all of America is outraged. If we don't have a speaker. Well, and they're in crisis. We can't even function. Yeah, no, no. We I can't mean, even function. Football even function. Was canceled. Major league playoffs were canceled. Our golf tournament was canceled. Not, you know, I mean, I'm mean, the country. Well, I mean, luckily, <laughs> luckily in Rehoboth beach was our president. Right. I mean, all under control now being deserted by everyone. He's in <laughs> Rehoboth beach. Walking down the beach, no, if without a speaker, he's walking down the beach. He was able to take a vacation, which just kind of says something. Again, they try to portray Matt Gates and these people who ousted McCarthy as right. agents of chaos. It's like I don't, I did not notice any chaos. I know there was a big accident on Colfax Avenue this morning, but I don't think there was any direct correlation to the speaker crisis. I mean, maybe, maybe. And I know last weekend in Pueblo there was a big train thing on I twenty five, but once again, I. I have not seen any direct evidence that it was ready to do the speaker. The weather was nice. Yeah, but uh, do you realize, Julie, we cannot get aid to Ukraine through without without a new speaker? So oh, there is a crisis. Yes. There is a crisis. Poor, poor Had anyone Clinton. explained that to Biden? Maybe he wouldn't have been taking it so easy. Well, he's doing all he can. Robert. He just got another $200,000 check from his brother, though. Yeah, so, he's, so he's feeling good. Everything between the Bidens is always loans. That's so right. No yeah, oh, it's loans. Oh, but you know what? That's a good point. But it is interesting. They try to make a big deal about, oh, we're in, we're in chaos. We're in chaos. They have to select a speaker. And now like 800 people are running. Um, and uh, who knows? I guess they're having a meeting tonight. Um, but uh, so pay it, no I attention it, to that. I think you've got nine people in the running. Right. Well, and that's just a psyop again, right? That it's in crisis. They're part- Republicans are in crisis because, again, the rhinos are terrified. They got rid of Jim Jordan, that the, the uniparty dinosaurs, the prominent Republicans, are worried that, you, you know, they're not going to win. So they have to make everything be a crisis so they can make this go through fast. In the meantime, the country does seem to have been rolling along, don't you well, think? Well, you know, that's because that's Bidenomics and Biden leadership. <laughs> He's out there. And interest rates are at 9% now if you're trying well, to buy that's a home loan. So. <laughs> that's not a crisis either. Um, that's from Leo. No speaker, stay at home and shelter. That's right. Uh, from Charlene, the media can put any narrative in our heads they want to. It's becoming too obvious. I agree. Um, they're not going to They're not gonna let us have our speaker. No, Charlene, I'm afraid you're right. They're not. I, 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 you know, that's why I find it. I was kind of briefly encouraged when they got rid of McCarthy. Right. Well, no, I was briefly encouraged when they made McCarthy promise to do things. Yes, which, and he did some things some. to begin with. Right. And then his biggest one is, he, you know, you're going to get the bills through so we don't have a continuing resolution. And of course, McCarthy folded like a cheap suit he is and continuing and resolution. Did. I mean, it's just. And so then, so then there was initially, it looked like maybe Jim Jordan and they killed that. Thank you, Ken Buck. Um, yeah. And I, I fear Charlene, you're right. They're going to, I don't know. They're going to bring back, uh, you know, Paul Ryan or Jim, John Boehner, or, or it's going to be this Emmer guy who was a Soros oh, person. He, he truly uh, well, McCarthy is supporting him, but oh, great. yeah. yeah. Is that, well, hello, hello, go no further. So, yeah. um, and finally, one other thing I wanted to talk about, just a little bit of hypocrisy. Um, I have been following, I confess, I confess, I've been following the Taylor Swift, um, Travis Kelsey 
thing. I, know. I still, per- yeah, exactly. I still personally think it's a giant marketing PR campaign. Well, I mean, he- I think they like each other, but well, uh, you know, Kelsey is going to be Mister Pfizer, so you know, yeah, good point. Yeah, really. <laughs> if you promote a vaccine that kills children and causes more adverse effects than anyone has ever told us, you'd be like, you want to date Taylor Swift for a while? They'd be like, yeah, yeah, do that. I'm a yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Jersey Zavonka myself. Yeah. Well, as jerseys have gone up, I'm not so sure. Well, I mean, Taylor Swift's, you know, is being exposed to a whole new, you know, potential audience there. But what I found interesting is, so Taylor Swift is at the skybox in Kansas City partying with Brittany Mahomes, who is Patrick Mahomes' wife. Okay. And and apparently there are other family members there, including Patrick Mahomes' brother, I forget his name, Jackson or something like that, who has been accused in some sort of kind of a domestic violence kind of mm. thing, right? Didn't murder anyone, but it's, you know, it's not certainly, and I, I don't really know enough about it to even have an opinion on that. But he is free and he does get to go to his brother, who is the number one quarterback in the universe. He gets to go to his football game if he wants to, right? Yeah. So Taylor Swift is in the box and all of the headlines this morning, this cracks me up. We're trashing Taylor Swift for partying with Patrick Mahomes. With the, well, no, he's not even criminal. He was just what? accused. Well, I know. That's, I, that's all needed. With the accused brother. I mean, they were trashing her, saying she needs to do something. She needs to speak right out now. against it. She's in danger. She's so, in major danger. Of, of, of like, And it's kind of like, now, you can be AOC to leave. You could be the New York Times talking well, who, about... Who's, who's in the skybox with Robert Kraft in New England? I mean, he was charged with misdemeanors and everything else. How dare they be there? It's okay for you to support all these, you know, support the Hamas, right? That's okay. You can support Hamas and all of the atrocities there, right? But if Taylor Swift goes into a skybox with Patrick Mahomes' brother, it's like all of a sudden, oh my God, that's headline news. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, And hopefully she doesn't cave into that, but... Um, let's see. Oh, Leo, back to the comments. And then Charlene, you're correct. They're not going to let us have our speaker. Leo says, I don't know any of her songs or who the guy is. I don't care land. Well, Travis Kelsey is a pretty good football player. Yeah. Um, uh, And then from Charlene, our Western culture sucks and we're forcing (laughs) it on the world. And just as the NFL is WWW, that's true. Well, that's why they have Taylor Swift, right? They're paying her to come boost their ratings. So I don't know. she come to Denver? That's a big question. We're entertaining Kansas City. Uh, Will she be in the box or will she kind of dish us? Here's the thing. Refuse to come to our city. And Patrick Mahomes certainly would not be the first professional athlete to have relatives who cause issues, right? And so to to demand that Taylor Swift denounce (laughs) Patrick Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes and quit dating Travis Kelsey, I think it's a little extreme. Just a little extreme. A little much. much. But that's coming. The Taylor Swift show is coming uh, to Colorado. I don't actually, I don't think I know any of her songs either, Leo, but um, she's a little... Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they do. Sometimes you think you don't know songs and then they play me like, oh, I do know that. Um, Hey, that'll wrap it up for today. On Wednesday, we're going to have Bridget Gabriel. Um, She was born and raised in Lebanon and has some great insights on what's going on. And and, and particularly from the point of view of the people who live there, right? Not so much the the geopolitics and and the the money and all that kind of stuff, but in the Middle East, what it's like to live there and try to work your way through all of that. We'll have her on, Mm -hmm. but it'll be on Wednesday. I mean, well, thank you guys for all the great comments yep, there. Appreciate it. And 
Hopefully, hopefully, so we won't be in chaos anymore. We'll have a speaker, and Liz Cheney will announce her run for presidency. Man, I just can't wait. She is <laughs> such a gift to this country, along with her father. All right, hey everybody, Eric, take care. We'll see you on Wednesday. Bye.